8.15, another jam-packed day yesterday for anyone closely following the Korean Peninsula. During a press conference at Cheongwade, President Moon Jae-in signaled strong optimism towards a second summit between the US and North Korea. And we are seeing China's media also reporting on that possible meeting, as well as the prospect of Chinese President Xi Jinping heading to Pyongyang. That would be a major moment, wouldn't it? Just about as major as... Maybe not quite as major, but it would be on the same road to uh, the surprise we'd see if Chairman Kim Jong-un was to come to Seoul. Professor Jikun Chu from the Department of Political Science and International Relations at Bucknell University in Pennsylvania joins us on the line for further discussion. And thank you for taking the time. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So starting with your assessment of how significant this week's developments have been, Kim Jong-un early in the year heading to Beijing, speaking to President Xi about all number of things, but it looks like coordinating their efforts on on how to deal with the U.S. Uh, right. I think uh, Kim Jong-un's visit to Beijing serves uh, multiple purposes. As you mentioned, yes, uh, he's in Be- he was in Beijing to coordinate North Korean policy towards the United States. So that speaks volumes about China's staying power, staying, staying influence on the Korean Peninsula. Uh, also, I think, you know, this is a subtle message to the United States. Uh, look, you know, the United States is not the only power that can determine the future of the Korean Peninsula. And if something goes wrong uh, between uh, the, uh, the upcoming meeting, uh, between the Trump and the Kim Jong, you know, North Korea can always uh, go back to China uh, as Plan B. So, uh, uh, also, I think you know, because in this year, New Year's address, uh, Kim Jong really focused on economic development. I mean, he may be uh, trying to learn from China in terms of economic development and learn some uh, experience from China, and it, because he also visited uh, uh, a med- a Chinese medicine factory um, while he was in Beijing. So uh, I think you know, we can look at the, uh, the development in the, in the past few days you know, from uh, you know, multiple angles. How far can this be viewed potentially, not just as a plan B, but as potentially the new way or the new path that Chairman Kim alluded to, well, explicitly stated in his New Year's Day speech? For example... In practical terms, let's say uh, North Korea was at some point to run out of patience with President Trump and say dialogue with the U.S. is over. Um, Could China, given the U.S.-led sanctions that are in place, actually risk providing even tacit support to North Korea on, on any scale that would actually help the country get out of its economic hole? I, I think you know China will will uh, always uh, support uh, North Korea uh, in this case uh, in terms of uh, negotiating with the United States. I think China will put a, a lot of pressure on both the United States and North Korea, hoping that uh, they will sit down and uh, both sides will uh, uh, make some uh, compromises. Uh, I think uh, China's message is very clear. You know, uh, both sides need to to be realistic. Uh, for the United States to maintain the sanctions against North Korea while demanding North Korea to denuclearize uh, doesn't really make much sense. So I think you know uh, uh, China will play a critical role here. Uh, I don't think you know China will uh, 
uh, try to uh, destroy, uh, damage this prospect of the meeting between uh, Kim and Trump. I think what China is trying to do is to make sure that the two sides understand the stakes here and try to be reasonable and realistic. What do you view as China's ultimate goal, which is something that we've discussed a few times on the show, but I think it's important to put it in context. Do you think China's dream scenario is a denuclearized North Korea that remains a strong state that 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 ensures we don't see South Korean U.S. dominance of the peninsula entirely? Uh, I don't think you know, uh, China opposes uh, future unification of the two Koreas. I think, you know, uh, if you look at uh, the statements by the Chinese foreign ministry and Chinese leaders, I think the Chinese position has been very consistent, actually, over the years. Uh, number one, yes, uh, China will support uh, North Korea's denuclearization. Number two, if the two Koreas decide to unify in the future peacefully, I think China will support that, too. I think uh, last year, China's for, uh, uh, ambassador to the United States even uh, wrote an uh, opinion piece uh, uh, saying that even if a future unified Korea will be aligned with the United States, if that's the choice of the Korean people, actually China is okay. So I don't think uh, China has any, uh, uh, you know, ulterior motives here. I think the uh, the, ulti- the uh, absolute objective of China is to have peace and stability. Uh, and of course, at the same time, uh, I think China will continue to maintain this friendly, uh, special relationship with North Korea. But you'll be very well aware where you're based in Pennsylvania that. Uh the impression the Western world gets of China is that what, you know, what it says publicly is very different to what's going on behind the scenes, that it's portrayed as this economic power with actually great controls over what's happening domestically, including potential human rights violations and, and, and a whole range of negative PR messages, which we don't have time to get into in full. But, but can you maybe just address concerns or fears m- people might have about the, the gap between what China says and, and how it acts. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, like what happened last year before the June summit in Singapore, I think uh, Trump kind of hinted that, you know, he didn't like uh, the meeting between uh, Trump, uh, between uh, Kim and Xi. Apparently, uh, Kim was heavily influenced by, uh, by China. So uh, I think there's this suspicion in the United States, uh, even Trump himself, that uh, uh, Chairman uh, Kim... Uh, is still heavily influenced by uh, by Xi Jinping or by China's influence here. So uh, I mean that suspicion is always there. But I think you know if you look at uh, China's uh, long-term uh, interests, uh, I don't think you know China will support uh, North Korea's uh, nuclear program. I think in China definitely wants North Korea to denuclearize, and China definitely wants peace and stability. So that's something uh, the United States and China actually share in common. That is, you know, perhaps you know, the United States can reach out to North Korea, for example, to uh, uh, sign a peace treaty to officially end the Korean War and eventually maybe recognize North Korea uh, diplomatically. Uh, so, so from a China's perspective, I think the United States needs to do something uh, to take, you know, corresponding measures uh, to match what uh, North Korea has done so far. I think the sequencing is very important here. Uh, North Korea has done uh, its share, you know, in the past few months. You know, the whole year of 2018, it uh, did not uh, test any uh, nuclear weapons or missile missiles. So uh, I think the United States need to take that into consideration uh, instead of you know continuing to uh, impose those severe sanctions against North Korea. I think you know uh, it takes two to tangle. I think uh, next meeting between Trump and Kim, if it takes 
place. I think they need to really talk about the sequence of measures and what each side needs to do so that, you know, uh, both sides will be satisfied with uh, progress. Otherwise, uh, the meeting will be meaningless, you know. It's going to be just uh, empty talks without uh, substantive uh, achievement. What about President Xi in North Korea? Would that be Uh, all about optics or or would that signal something particularly different if that does happen? And can you see it happening? Yeah, well, I think... uh, yeah, I mean, uh, la- even last year, North Korea announced that uh, she had accepted the uh, invitation to visit, but it didn't happen. Uh, this year, um, well, I think the Chinese side actually has not officially announced. Uh, the foreign ministry said, well, if, if this is going to happen, we'll announce it. So I think China is still wait and waiting and seeing, you know, uh, to uh, determine uh, when is the uh, good time for she to visit. I mean, it's possible uh, because this year marks the 70th anniversary of the establishment of diplomatic relations between China and North Korea. So it, it's a good opportunity, but we don't know how things will evolve, uh, evolve in the next few months, uh, how, how the uh, uh, upcoming summit between Trump and Kim will go, and whether uh, uh, Kim Jong-un will actually visit South Korea. So a lot of things are up in the air. We don't know. I, I think, you know, she may uh, calculate his, uh, the timing to visit North Korea carefully. Uh, I think, you know, yes, the visit will take place, but the when, we don't know. Thank you so much, Professor Jikun Ju from the Department of Political Science and International Relations at Bucknell University in Pennsylvania. Good to have you with us on the line. Thank you. It's my pleasure. And an interesting perspective from an academic with a Chinese background based in the United States. One might say very well placed to comment on, on this particular subject, but... Um, you may be left with your own answers. You may be left with your own questions. You can put either forward or both pound a sharp 1013 for 51 per message.